0: You are listening to the Tricer Podcast, where we talk all things hunting, gear, and the great outdoors. Before we begin, let's start things out right and put God first. Lord Jesus, I thank you for Tricer, and I ask that you can use this podcast as a way to bring joy to all of our listeners. We lay Tricer and this podcast at your feet. Amen. Alright, Cade Matic, welcome to the Tricer Podcast. How are you doing,
1: dude? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. You got some, uh, you have a couple bucks on your wall. You guys kill bucks over there?
1: Yeah, we've got a bunch actually. These are uh, (laughs) all from from Mexico. Um, That's what we, I've done since I was a little kid is uh, go down mostly family when I was younger, but started to turn it into a business and mostly coos deer, but deer in Mexico. Okay. What's
0: the, what's the business called now?
1: Uh, we're in Mad Hunts, uh, M-A-D-D Hunts. Um, our last name's Maddock, so I just kind of going with that, I guess. Um, but it, uh, yeah, we 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 got for for many years doing going down there personally, but this is our, our first year doing it, selling tags, um, and we we done really well so far. But
0: yeah, three of us are coming down to hunt with you in January, and if I shoot any of those deer on your wall. I'm changing the name to Happy Hunts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I am not going to be mad because those are some big old bucks, dude.
1: Yeah, it's uh, we we've had a lot of, a lot of fun, mostly mostly trail cameras and sitting water, um, which can be really difficult. But that's where that's what we, we sort of have learned to specialize in is killing deer off of water. And we uh, run over uh, 150 to 200 trail cameras, and it's that's how we enjoy doing it. So.
0: So if, if you're not watching this right now, you guys are hunting coos deer. You guys have a coos deer bug like nothing I've mm-hmm. ever seen before. You guys just... I don't even know if you had even shoot a, coo- a mule deer. Do you, yeah, do you ever hunt so, mule deer?
1: <laughs> yeah, so we, we hunt mule deer a little bit. Um, we actually we've got mule deer mule deer tags down in Mexico as well. Um, where where you'll be hunting with us, we that ranch does not have mule deer. Mule deer are a lot of fun. Elk are a lot of fun. We've got we've got all of that on the walls. You know, throughout the house, other rest of our family and stuff. But coos deer are just. Uh, there's something about them and you know not a lot of people are fortunate enough to be able to hunt them just because of their geographic location um, but coos deer are just they're phenomenal animals. Uh, you know, I've, I've never once have I ever heard a coos deer before I've seen it. Um, they're just quiet and sleek and um, they, they're, they're, they're tough to hunt, but they're absolutely amazing and my favorite by far.
0: Yeah, I would agree. They are my favorite deer to hunt hands down. I have, have you ever heard a coos deer scream?
1: I'm not sure that I have.
0: So I was on a hunt down there by the border in Arizona mm-hmm. and I came over this ridge and and I put myself between a fawn and a mama doe. And mm-hmm. I swear they scream like a raptor. <laughs> like a, <laughs> like, yeah. like a, it sounds like a raptor from Jurassic Park. It's the only time i ever heard it because they, mm-hmm. they are quiet. I mean, often you walk and all of a sudden you look and there's a koozie standing right there, you know? Yeah. They're just, there's quiet deer. Um, often you, you don't see them until their tail's big old white flag running away from you. But uh, yeah. I have heard them once. And that's the only time i ever heard them do that. I heard them scream like a raptor because yeah, I was in between cool, in between mom and, mom and baby so that was a pretty cool experience no one else was there but uh, you got to trust me on that one yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it yeah
1: happened. i've uh, we've heard uh um, some of the some of the water that we sit down in mexico is is super close um the the second buck i actually shot it was uh, i shot him at like 9 yards with a 300 rum and <laughs> i was like i was like 13 or 14 and uh you know super cool you know be able to do that it was way overkill I mean, long range rifle at that distance was kind of crazy, but he, uh, he, when he picked his head up, you could hear the water dripping off of his mouth. But every oh, every 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 step, you couldn't hear it, and you you could hear it just there. They're absolutely silent, you know, uh, uh, unless I guess you get between a mom and a fawn.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. I'm going to be shooting a 260 when I go down. I'm not shooting, bringing anything big because uh, yeah. small deer, small caliber. It's <laughs> kind of my thing with cougars. Yeah. I shoot a, i shoot 260 of those things.
1: Yeah, I I personally at this point shoot a I I'll be having a 280 action. Improved. That's what I'll be running this year.
0: That's what I'm running on my elk hunt this year it's my favorite but, but my favorite cow was probably 260 but 280 is up there now too I love 280 and I'm actually yeah. switching over to a lighter bull and I was shooting a 175 grain burger on that gun yeah. uh, and it's ripping with RL26 I'm shooting at like 2900 feet per second or something 2950 but uh, I'm switching over to a 140 grain hammer hunter um, mm-hmm. or elite hammer one of those two it's it's 140 so we're going to be just sending those things like 30, 300 feet per second so it yeah, could possibly I be a round that I'm shooting at Kuzgen this year too we'll see yeah but I love That'd 280 is an awesome Caliber. If anyone doesn't know what 280 is, it's a 30 out six neck down to a seven millimeter. And it's a, uh, it's not a, it's a 2 improved. So it's the shoulders yeah. improved on it. So you get a little more powder in there. And it's just, uh, if you don't like heavy recoil guns, like I don't really like big recoiling guns. I like uh, like the lighter stuff. It's an awesome mm-hmm. caliber and it shoots darn near the same as a 7mm rim mag.
1: Yeah. Phenomenal gun. I, I love mine. It's uh, probably, probably one of my, one of my favorites. My, my brother, he's shooting a 28 Nosler, um, which is, I mean, kind of similar, but not at the same time. Uh, it's got a lot more Powder behind it. You can shoot heavier bullets with it, but I, I kind of like I don't know. It's it's tough. We shoot a bunch of different rounds down there between all of us, and kind of argue over which one's better all the time. But
0: well, if you're shooting 280 Ackley, my farmo shooting 280 Ackley, I should bring my 280 Ackley honestly because that way all three of us have the same gun. Yeah, I, it would kind of make it good for uh if something goes wrong. I could you know mm. give you a round or something. You know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, uh,
0: I once hunted with somebody who was shooting a 6.5 284 coos deer and this guy never misses he's the best shot I know and I swear he missed seven times within three days at some bucks and he had That's two rounds he only had like nine rounds they were, those are small deer man And it was just it just wasn't a good weekend for him yeah, yeah. and uh, he uh, had two rounds left and I told him like if you know you can borrow my gun he said if I can't kill it with these last two rounds I'm not going home with a deer <laughs> and, <laughs> And cause you couldn't, you can't buy that, those rounds, six by 284 anywhere. And he ended up, I ended up, I ended up going after a buck and then shooting a different buck going after that buck. It was like two miles away. This other buck popped up. I shoot that buck and I, I started gutting it. I'm like, Hey, let's just gut this deer and hang it from a tree. And then we go after the other buck. Cause that other bucks like a mile away. And then we went yeah. there, went across, went over, like it was like three canyons and I uh, got up on him and he freaking hammered that deer, like 280 yards or something, two or 90 yards and dropped That's him in awesome. his tracks and redeemed yeah. himself with one round That's left. Awesome. We went home. So
1: That's awesome. But
0: yeah, so I've learned that uh, I always bring 50 rounds with me now. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> when I go out of state, cause then I, that way if something goes wrong, I don't bring 50 rounds mm. in my pack. I typically have yeah. 10 rounds in my pack, but I have them in the mm. truck. If something goes yeah. wrong, I have them there because i shoot like i said 260 and 280 which is not a common mm-hmm. caliber you get into a yeah, at Walmart I, that's one of the issues it's, of those it's tough to
1: find for sure yeah uh, i i remember my my dad there's a buck that we we hunted um there's very uh, the ranch that we hunt in Mexico is very little glassing, and he uh my 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 dad had been after this buck for a couple of years really hard to kill it's actually this buck on the the end that you can't really see I turn the camera Here's- you can see this this top one here he uh That buck has really, really long inch, long long beams. Um, He's got like a 20 and a 21 inch beam. I, I believe I, I could be wrong. And my, my dad's going to be all mad that I, I got it wrong, but he, uh, uh, but that buck, he, uh, he had this buck at like 400 yards or 300 yards. But he, when he, when he dialed it, he dialed it for a hundred yards short. And so he shot this buck. And when he shot him, he put it like, like three or four inches just low. And so instead of going right through his shoulder, it went right below just through his leg. Didn't break nothing. It was, you know, it was fine. The deer ran off and uh, he comes back and hunts this same buck that was in December and he comes back in the middle of January uh, just like a month later and he gets his buck in almost the same spot, cranks it and so he actually he ended up shooting this buck twice like a month apart. It was just really, <laughs> really funny. <laughs> him. Awesome. So we, we, we give him a lot of crap for that but he, it's, it's a good time.
0: So uh, tell me about you. How'd you get into hunting? Tell me about your first deer.
1: So my my dad is a big hunter. Um, he's hunted since before I was born, and he uh, he's really you know the the way and the, the reason that I got into hunting. He uh, um, when I was when I was little, I'd go hunting with him, and we you know I'd tag along, and you know as a five six year old little kid, be worthless, just you know really slowing him down more than anything. But I was having an absolute blast, and you know turning ten in Arizona, just growing up, what we did, and what we always look forward to is, was going to hunt. um, you know, turning, turning 10, which is how would you got to be in Arizona to hunt, um, hunt big game at least we, uh, you know, put in, I, I drew a tag. I actually, it was 17 B, uh, my, my first ever hunt. And, uh, we, we were able to get out and I, we, we glassed up some big deer, but I was, I was still young and they were, that would have been a real tough hike trying to get in there and, and get them killed. Um, there's a, there's a spike that we ended up getting at like 40 yards last light the first night. And he, uh, he just, he just stood there and, and we were on the quad. I was on the back and you know, my, the, of course the rifle was absolutely buried under everything and so my dad got off and took the pack off you know took the other pack off you know took the bags off and sleeping bags and all this stuff gets to the rifle and this this little spike just stands there for I mean legit like two minutes you know while so we get dumb. everything set up <laughs> and, <so> dumb. <laughs> and you know I at the time you know for for a 10 year old little kid it didn't matter if that buck was you know a, a little spike or if it was a 200 inch you know monster and yeah. I cranked it and was absolutely Absolutely ecstatic! It was it was the greatest achievement I had done, you know, at, at that time in my life. And so, I uh, pretty much from there. A um, couple years later, my my dad takes us down to Mexico. Um, first first year or two down there, we weren't hunting. Uh, my dad was hunting. Um, but he picks up this ranch and it was the first time that he'd ever had our own ranch. He'd hunted other ranches before with, with some other outfitters and, and things like that. But he, he wanted his own ranch that he could manage and he could, um, you know, run however he wanted to. He wanted to, you know, chase whatever deer he wanted and not what deer the, the outfitter decided. And so we went down there, started hunting it. Um, after a couple of years, I, we were able, he started allowing us to shoot some of these deer and, um, you know, get, get more and more into it it uh just from there progressed into what it is now and it's my absolute favorite thing to do so okay,
0: what is what does mexico look like i mean like going down to mexico you got you're not it's not sonora right it's uh, what, what, what would you consider where you guys are going down
1: so it's it's sonora um it is so where okay. yeah so we're all we, we've got we've got a bunch of ranches um where we'll be going with you where you'll be coming with us is is a ranch it's about an hour south of hermosillo um hermosillo is like three hours ish south of the border uh, south of Nogales, and it's like a four
0: four hour drive, four hour drive down.
1: Yeah, once you cross. Okay. Yeah, and so uh, everything, for the most part, is pretty pretty centered around Hermosillo. Um, It's it's just when when a lot of people are concerned with like with like oh you know the 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 cartels oh there's you know, Mexico, there's when 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 people first talk about it, it's a lot of uh, people get nervous. Um, we've we've never had any issues, but everybody's you know, my my cousin has a friend that knew a guy that, you know, he went down to Mexico yeah. and got beat up and everybody knows somebody like that. We've never had any issues. Um, however, we do know that, you know, the closer to the border you are, then there's, there's, there's more, more issues. Um, so we, we like to be more southern. Um, and we, there's, there's, we like desert ranches as well. Uh, so desert ranches. There's not quite as many deer, but I believe that there's bigger deer on, on desert ranches. Um, there's a, there's a better caliber of deer. A lot of people don't want to hunt them. So those ranches typically are more, more Southern as well. So we try to.
0: Is that because them, uh, like where you guys are hunting, you not, it's more sitting water. People want a glass and treat it more like a Western hunt. Yeah. Is that why?
1: Okay. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's a couple different reasons. So one, yeah, it's like sitting water, um, and people can say what they want, but you know, when you got to in this little ground blind and it's you know, your you know, few feet by few feet box and you gotta sit there from sun up to sundown and you gotta be quiet the entire time and focus to make sure that a deer does not come in and you miss it. You know, and so it's like sometimes I've I've sat for fourteen hours at a time, you know, for, for ten days in a row, and it's really really difficult to do that. Um, a lot of people they uh, a lot of people can't do it, and um, you'll hear guys that oh that's easy, you're just sitting in a chair, and then they come down there and they try it and they don't want to anymore. Um, it's a lot easier mentally for a lot of people to glass there's also, there's a lot less deer. And so like I, I hunted a couple of years ago um, for a buck uh, that we actually, my dad actually killed this last year. Uh, this buck's giant. It ended up grossing at 129 and change and its net score was 125 and change as a typical buck. And it, uh, this buck um, while I was sitting for it, I sat for it in uh, that for the, the duration, the majority of the, the January hunt. And uh, I went, you know, I sometimes I'd go a day or two without seeing a deer at all. And that's, that's really hard for people on the mountain ranches, you can go and see 100 deer in a day. And on the desert ranches, you might not see a single deer for two or three days. Um, that's, you know, that's really difficult for some people as well.
0: Yeah, well, I know I talked to your dad, and he basically told me, if you shoot a deer under 100 inches, you're probably not getting by the back. <laughs> he told me, yeah. If you're, will- if you're willing to, if you're willing to sit water for ten days, you should have opportunity to big buck. But you have you're yeah. willing to do it. And when someone who has as yeah. much experience as your dad and you have done this for so long, and they tell me that, I say you people wait a lifetime to shoot 129 inch deer. If I have to sit there for yeah. ten days, I don't think I'm going to shoot that that caliber of deer. I'm not saying that, but yeah, if you have to sit. <laughs> if you shoot even a hundred inch buck. You have to sit there for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten days to shoot a hundred inch buck. Who wait a lifetime to get that chance? So why not yeah. take that sit and do yeah. it? You know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we we got we got a lot of guys that that come down there, and you know we'll, we'll get we'll get guys that come down there, and day one they're they're down there and they they crank like a 60, 70 inch buck, and you know that's that's just a, a not a not a good thing to do. That's you know these some of these bucks can get to that awesome you know 110 plus caliber of deer and that's that's what we try to let them get to we try to let mat- the, the the deer mature and when they mature they're able to get to this this caliber of deer that you know you look at and it's a no-brainer that I'm going to shoot that buck um, this this last year I, I passed the buck three days in a row at less than 100 yards less than 50 yards um, with a rifle um, that he was we're guessing you know 105 to 108 because um, he's not a mature buck Um, and he's, he's actually the, the, this 129 inch deer that we killed that two years before he's he looks really really similar to him you know and so this that buck that's 129 he if we'd have shot him two years before and he's 105 to 110 somewhere in that window well then you know you just killed that you know s tier animal with before he gets there and that's what a lot of people struggle with is letting deer get to the that you know amazing caliber
0: so get me excited we've had like the craziest rain ever yeah how big have you guys looked at the cameras get how big are these bucks are they going to be giants
1: so unfortunately we we have tried running cameras year-round the cameras when you're running like 200 cameras we they the, the heat down there fries them it's miserably bad for the cameras so we actually we're going to go down here in november and uh november we're going to set the cameras and so between november and december and the december hunt to january that's when we gain all of our our information on these um, on on these deer typically so. Nice. So
0: keep going. I'm sorry. So the, the rain you you can't run the camera, so you don't know how big deer are yet.
1: Yeah, and so that's that's what's tough is uh, we go down and in a span of of three or four days. Historically, it's mostly been three, um, but occasionally on a year we'll take a fourth day and we'll set all of the cameras and so we're running around these ranches and it's um a lot of ground that we're covering to be able to set all of these cameras in just a matter of you know a couple days and then uh we run them and while we're hunting down there we gotta manage all of these cameras and so we uh i I, you know in in talking to people and, and out of everybody that that we know of um we uh Firmly believe. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, no, you're good. Um, but we uh, we firmly believe that we uh, have the best collection of coos deer trail camera pictures out of anybody. Uh, we've we've got you know the terabytes worth of trail camera pictures going back years, and some of the stuff we save isn't necessarily. Just coos deer. I mean, we, we've got a video of a lion killing a deer off of water. Uh, we've got pictures and video of jaguar down there. Um, so we've got. Have you some ever of them, some seen the jaguars well. in person? I I've never seen them in person. None of nobody yet has ever has ever seen them in person. Um, we've we get every year or two. We get pictures of them. We've got some video of them off of truck cameras. But we've we've yet to see one in person. They're really nocturnal, but we're able to occasionally you're able to get some pictures of them.
0: Now, how much bigger are they? the jaguar than a lion. Much bigger, right?
1: Significantly bigger. I'm not, I, I don't know a whole lot about, you know, like, like cats and, you know, I couldn't tell you, I could tell you, oh, that's a really big mountain lion or that's a, that's a small lion, but I'm not an expert, but the, uh, the the jaguar that we've we've seen are are significant for sure.
0: Wow. Now down there, I know jaguars are protected. Obviously, are lions protected yeah. as well?
1: So you need they're they're not protected. Um, you there there's a way. It's it's sort of complicated. Um, it's a difficult process. Sometimes it's not even a guaranteed process. But you you can get. Tags for them under certain circumstances, but for the most for the part, lions. you can't really shoot them. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I was uh, just curious. I know. I would think the hounds are going to be going down there going crazy if you can hot lions.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of guys that, that want to. Um, we've, we've had guys try it before, and it's, it's difficult. Um, it's just, it's super, super thick down there. Uh, it's just, a lot of places you can't walk trying to run dogs through these areas and, and it can be really challenging for sure. Probably
0: nowhere to them, I guess, huh? It's...
1: Yeah, that's that's a difficulty as well. It's so
0: it's just flat. like thick is like thick mesquite, is that what we're looking at?
1: Yeah, I mean mesquite. I uh, just uh, we we often I, I I me and my brothers joke that everything in Mexico wants to kill you. Yeah, and so every 100%, single bush, tree, everything. Choyas. I mean, yeah. That, I mean, just this thick. I mean, every tree has thick, nasty barbs on it, and you know if you got to go trompsing through bushes after you know your dogs, it's not be a fun experience at all. So
0: gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, before we go into uh, the next part, I want to hear about some. Bugs. You killed. I want to talk about the Chrysler LP panhead, 4.3 ounces. The smoothest panhead on the market. This thing is incredible. If you are a Western big game hunter and you are glassing with you know, 85 millimeter and down, this thing is built for you. Or you can be caged. You can do BTX on it. So it's yeah. guys are running guys are running bigger stuff on it all the time. But definitely for like guys running the 15s, the 10s, the 12s, 65 mm 85 millimeter spotters. This panhead is the best Western panhead now, and uh, I think that's been proven this year by us never being able to keep them in stock. We just keep selling them as fast as we can. So, Definitely, I so pick They're up the
1: tricer are LP. Amazing, I I love those actually. Um, have three or four sets of them. I think three. Um, but we, everybody that I've ever shown it to, has has wanted to figure out how to get one, and they love them. Pretty sweet.
0: So, um, with that said, tell me about like your favorite buck you've shot in Mexico. Or favorite hunt you've been um, on? Mexico, anything. I don't care where it was, but tell me your favorite yeah, book. Yeah.
1: So uh, for me, it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, you know, I've, I, we, we've, we've hunted a lot of really cool, really cool deer. Um, I, I'd say one of the, one of the coolest deer that, that I've, we've had the opportunity down there to hunt. I, I actually, it's, it's that buck I was talking about earlier. The, uh, I hunted him two year two seasons ago. And so I, I hunted him really hard and I unfortunately was, was unable to, to, to get him killed. Um, but that, uh, that year when I, when we went to January excuse me, in November to set up all these cameras. We uh, were driving between water holes to where we're setting and the middle of the day, you know, I mean, I mean, seriously, five feet from the side of the road while we're driving is, this this uh, buck jumps up and he just darts across the road and we're able to see him for, you know, three, four, five seconds and that's it. But he, uh, jumps across the road and, uh, when he's walk, when he jumps across the road where he goes right into this super thick stuff again, and you know, we, we lose track of him, can't see him, but in that, you know, three, four, five seconds, we, uh, I I remember looking at my dad and it was silence and this, this buck we flat out he was the biggest buck I'd ever seen. Um, my dad's seen some pretty big deer, but for me personally, that was absolutely the biggest buck I'd ever seen in person. And uh, over the next couple of weeks, you know, we, we just, we did that and then we've set all these cameras and then we go home. And it was like, a, it's a month later now that we get to go back and hunt. So during that, that whole month, we've been talking about this buck and he's got he's got a cheater off of his, his right and his left G2. Um, you know, he's got he just super massive, super long beam, super wide, everything that we talking about this buck was just absolutely giant and so we uh you know whatever just go back into the hunt and nothing you know we'll look at deer and no that's not that buck that's not that buck it's not that buck and we uh get into um later in the season uh we, we get into to like the the last half of the season um and we find this buck on camera and it's just one picture and it is just this giant buck perfectly typical i i mean very very little like just super massive everything about this buck is huge so i pretty much abandoned the, the the buck that i was hunting which even at the time was like a you know 110 112 inch uh, buck got a double main beam, um, lots of trash coming off of him. Super cool buck that I was hunting. So, for people but- who
0: don't know, what Boone and Crockett is 110, correct?
1: and Crockett has to net 110, correct? Yeah.
0: And then uh non typical has to be one twenty.
1: I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure what I think it's one twenty. I'm not hundred percent sure what non-typical is off the top of my head. Okay.
0: People might not understand if you don't hunt coos you like if you're from the you know, out east or you hunt you know up north, mm-hmm. um that sounds small. Like the yeah. normal coozdi you're seeing running around, like in Arizona, it's probably the seventy to ninety inch range. And you'd be yeah. stoked to shoot a 90 inch buck. 110 inch buck is one of these bucks that you're, you know, yeah, hu- hu- a lifetime for. 129 yeah. inch buck is like a, a 240 inch buck, <laughs> it's a giant buck.
1: That's it, it's a big deer. We actually, I got let me let me grab this really fast. We got uh, I got I got sheds I can show you. Um, this is a uh, so this obviously everybody's going to know is a giant mule deer you know it's that's a one of the biggest mule deer sheds we've found um and it that's a that's a really big mule deer however this is a really big coos deer wow um and and that's a that's a really big size difference but both of these deer are a similar caliber of, of deer. They're just it's a different species, so it's it's a little bit more challenging to you know look at some of these deer. And I don't know, you look at a you look at a big mule deer and you can tell that it, like, that's just a giant frame. But coos deer sometimes um, to inexperienced hunters, you know, a ninety inch buck, you know, they'll confuse a ninety inch buck with a hundred five inch deer just because they're it's it's difficult sometimes.
0: So you're looking for a big. I'm sorry, we're off topic of your deer, but like. Big eye guards gotta make you just go crazy, right? Like I love big eye guards, like who's here? I love how the K- yeah. I love, I love KG. I like I like wrapping in. Uh, yeah. And I love big <laughs> big four inch eye guards. You know and they get some gnarly eye guards on them.
1: Yeah, I uh the 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 second buck I ever shot uh, is is that buck off that, that I shot at nine yards with that 300 rum, and he has a seven inch eye guard and an eight inch eye guard. That's awesome. And,
0: and these deer cool. only weigh yeah. like ninety five pounds. I mean ninety pounds. They're light, so that's a huge eye guard for a little little buck.
1: Yeah, we actually so we actually on our ranch down there we actually have really big deer. Um, like big-bodied deer, and so we, we get it. We get a few hundred ten kind of pounds, and but oh, that's, wow. on the, that's on the high end. So they're they're a little. They're definitely bigger down there. I don't. I'm not 100 sure why, but just kind of are, I guess.
0: Not as many guys uh, driving around side by side chasing them, making them get exercise. That's why.
1: Yeah, def- <laughs> definitely for <laughs> sure.
0: Getting fat in those bushes. You don't have to run. Don't do the many yeah. hills down there. Our bucks mm-hmm. are all up in the Sky Islands in Arizona. All yeah. right, keep going. Sorry.
1: Uh, so anyway, yeah, so this buck, you know, I, I hunted him, I hunted hard that, that, that rest, that last half of the season. Um, I went several days, not seeing a single deer and I just, this buck kept coming in. Uh, cause I was getting there probably a half hour before light and then leaving at like, like 15 minutes to a half hour after it's dark. You know, like I was, I was sitting there and I would sit in like looking through the scope, like until I could not see anything, but it was not an option. I was, there was no way I was going to able to shoot something. And so, but he was coming in. I, I mean, seriously, within, with uh, at one point he came in like eight minutes after I left and it was, it was dark. Like there was nothing I could have done, but I kept missing this buck. And, uh, you know, I, so I ended up going home that year, uh, empty handed, which, you know, when you're hunting the, these giant deer, it just kind of that's just kind of how it happens. Um, But next year, yeah, actually, yeah, we do. It's hard because we got um, right now we got probably 25 deer over 110 that we're trying to keep track of. And so, um, on, on these ranches. And so it's really, it's really difficult, um, to just keep track of them without naming them. <laughs> um, so this buck, actually, we named him Big Mac. Um, he just, he's just, just a giant buck. And I, I'm not a hundred percent sure why we named him that. Sometimes they have really significant names. Sometimes they are just funny. <laughs> um, but he, uh. This buck, we were hunting him and I I was, I was went home empty handed, come back the next year and uh, my, we, we kind of rotate who has first dibs on some of these deer. And so my dad was like, you know what? He hadn't shot anything in three years uh, going down there. He'd been sitting just for elite bucks and uh, he, he was like, I'm going to go after this buck. He's like, I want this buck. And uh, he goes down there and he sits, we get through uh, December and he's completely nocturnal can't hunt him. Um, well, we, we, we hunt him, but he doesn't come in. Weren't able to get him killed. I'm hunting a buck at this time and it's, uh, we're hunting a buck. We called Seja, which is Spanish for, for eyebrow. And, uh, cause it, uh, he lives on this mount, this, this kind of ridge that they, they call, um, the yellow ridge uh, or, uh, the yellow eyebrow. So I'm And, uh, so we started calling him Seha cause that's where he lives. And so we, uh, I was hunting this buck and he's super cool. Got a bunch of trash and he's like a mid twenties, mid one twenties kind of buck as well. So, you know, my, I was perfectly happy, you know, I'm still hunting an absolute bomber of a buck. And so my, my dad actually two, three days into, into January, he, uh, or excuse me, two, three days in the December hunt. He, uh, there's, there's there, the, the the camera is up closer to the water, but it's, there's a tree in between it, but the, the camera and the blind. And so this buck comes in and he doesn't drink, but he comes in and he, he gets his picture taken less than a hundred yards from where my dad's sitting. And, uh, he and then he literally just just walks straight across and so you can only see him like for less than a second and that was that was the whole window is you got less than a second and this buck's gone and so you know when you're sitting in your chair all day and it's less than a second to reach up, you got to put your your earplugs on and you got to get on the gun and make it happen obviously he this buck didn't get killed that day so this bucks now we've he's, he's been really difficult we ended up a few days later um getting close to last line This buck, a doe comes in and drinking water and he can see, there's there's actually a video of it, but he can see just between two trees, like threading a needle, barely see his front shoulder and you can see his head. And uh, the the rifle, my dad students, a 308 with a giant barrel on it, he wants absolutely no kick. Uh, We call it the blind gun because it's a 308 that kicks like a pellet gun. and so he built this rifle to be just super super heavy and so he super flat shooting around super heavy and he just threads it right through and uh, the buck jumps up turns around and falls over dead and uh we, so we got a bunch of good videos of him getting up to it seeing this buck and um it's uh it's the biggest buck we've ever we've been able to kill down there we've actually got the the horns with the tag still on it but it's uh, ended up 129 and change was the, the gross score. And 125 and change was the, the net score. And that's uh, officially scored from Boone and Crockett. And it just is an absolute giant buck. And it's it's probably going to be the biggest we kill on our ranch for for years for sure. But he's a... He's I mean, a
0: not a five anything to say cool about it, buff. but... Um, yeah,
1: yeah, that is awesome. I hope so. That is awesome, man. That'd be sweet.
0: So that buck, I mean, and the crazy thing is like, like you said, that one buck you shot had nine inch eye guards or eight inch eye guards. Yeah. Yeah. That buck there only has like, it has a lot of mass, but it only has like four or five inch eye guards. Yeah. It's so funny how like we killed a buck one time and I think it was, it might've been a three by three but it was old. I mean, the teeth were gone. It just didn't have a big frame, but he had like Mm -hmm. six or seven inch eye guards. (laughs) It was just the coolest, but it was just so weird. Like all of his growth was in his eye guards, not his antlers. It was funny.
1: Yeah. This buck, he's actually like, it's hard. Like just looking at just the horns, but this sheds off of like 110 inch deer. And it just absolutely dwarfs (laughs) Dwarfs it. it. And you know, it's not even, not even close, but you know, it's tough to, with these, with these deer, it, it, just it, it, it pictures and video, it just doesn't do him justice. You got to see him in person, but it's uh, he's a cool buck. That's definitely one of the coolest bucks that I've had the opportunity to hunt. And even though I didn't kill him, he's still you know one probably the coolest buck that I've I've been able to get after. So
0: yeah, I think definitely if you're listening to this podcast, you need to go on YouTube and watch the video because. That buck is insane. <laughs> yeah, that he's,
1: is, he's a that good buck. buck. Is insane. He's, he's a super good buck. We're yeah, we're, we're hoping this year we can have some bucks in that that caliber, but it's it's still up in the air. We'll find out here pretty quick. So
0: something big, something big is going to die down there. There's enough people going. It'll be fun. So I don't I don't yeah. think you're having any trouble like uh, filling hunts. But after seeing you have 25 bucks over 110 on the ranch. Um, yeah and that's no that's our our personal (laughs) ranch
1: you know we got we got a bunch of other ranches um the the personal ranch we've we've hunted for over ten years and we've managed it and ran our cameras and predator control and all that good stuff. Um the other ranches, unfortunately we can't manage all of them to that same caliber. But it's we're 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 trying to to give people the tools that they can be able to to manage these ranches at, at that caliber. Um, you know, we 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 want to do do it yourself hunt. Um I sometimes guided hunts are tough. You know, you get out we we've tried hunting back east and you get out there and the guide basically just puts you in a field and you know, Hey, you're going to, you're going to sit here and hopefully a buck comes in and you know that's that's a lot of fun but then you know you start getting there and there they sold more tags than they have big deer and you know it's just it's just tough and so we want do it yourself kind of kind of kind of stuff and basically get people set up on these ranches so that they can and, and give them all the information and stuff that we've done in the past so that if uh, if that's what they're interested in and that's what they're wanting to do that they can be able to get these ranches and hunt them year after year and chase these giant deer every single year. Um and so it's it's definitely a lot of fun. But we got, you know, pictures to prove, you know, all of our big bucks and what we've done in the past years. And it's it takes a lot of work and a lot of self control. <laughs> yeah. Well you were but telling it's me or no, doable.
0: maybe your dad was telling me that something like in fifteen years he's killed twelve bucks over one ten and two over one twenty.
1: Yeah. Like so that. he's uh yeah. So and that's that's all off of that same ranch. So that's, that's all off of the same ranch and that's, you know, over the years, we've just learned how to manage it better. Learned how to manage um, the the predators. Learned how to manage all of the everything the best that we can, and just not shoot small deer. Um, you know, everybody's kind of guilty of um, trying to guess something because they want it to be bigger, and so they'll you know they're guessing score and they'll get ground shrinkage. And we we try not to do that. Um, you know, it's a lot easier said than done, but we really really try to to focus on shooting mature deer. And so one of the first things we'll look at is that a body and you know their head and you know is this a mature deer and there's a bunch of different things you can look at but if uh and uh, you know a 110 immature or 110 inch immature deer is going to be a absolute giant mature buck and so that's what we try to strive for is is nothing but mature buck and so it's been really beneficial for us
0: that's awesome yeah that's uh pretty unheard of i'm, I'm excited to go down hunt with you guys um where can we? Uh, where can we find you guys? What, what, are you,
1: what are you guys about? So we're on uh, we're on social media right now. Uh, Mad Hunts. I, we're, we're, we're working on, on, um, uh, progressing with that. Uh, my Instagram is, is K dot mad hunts and, uh, um, excuse me, Kade under, or Kade mad hunts, but, uh, we're, we're working right now. We're still, we're still really new, but we're trying to get our website up. It's going to be up here pretty quick. Um, working on getting more of the YouTube and, and that stuff, that stuff going, but right now, probably, uh, social media is, is going to be the best way to get a hold of us. Um, we also, if anybody's, you know, wanting to come hunt coos deer or we, we do have mule deer tags, um, but this year we've got a few, few coos deer tags left for this season. Um, so if anybody's wanting to, we can definitely get set up to somebody set up to hunt down there for this, this coming season. But I mean, they can text me, call me, uh, get with me on social media and we can uh, get you guys down there. So you
0: have, I didn't, I thought you guys were all booked up. So you have some tags this season and you're typically hunting these guys in January.
1: So actually that's, that's the, the crazy part is, uh, the season technically runs from sometime in November through like the first week of February. Okay. Um, so on these ranches, there's some other guys going to these ranches. So we've got a couple tags left for this season. Um, but, uh it like as long as it works with the one the ranch owner's schedule as well as the the schedule of the other hunts then we could get somebody down there december or january um but uh typically the rut and stuff in january is better so that the you know middle of january typically is going to be your best bet but i know a lot of guys really like the early january excuse me early december season um because the bucks are still you can still kind of catch them before they get nocturnal so it's Kind of give and take depends on what you're, what you're wanting to do and what your schedule looks like.
0: Awesome. So if you guys want to go hunt with Mad Hunts, hit up Cade on yeah. Instagram, message me, or I'll get you in touch with him. I'll get your cell phone number or hit him up and get his cell phone number. Um, I'm excited for what you guys are doing. Go on Instagram and uh, find Cade. Find me. We'll get you down there with them. you know, and go to Mexico. Go on a hunt. And, yeah. Uh, shoot some bucks. Yeah, and absolutely. If anything else, just have the adventure. But uh, with that said... We actually,
1: real quick, sorry. We're also on... Uh, Outfitter Services is another it's a website that we're we're also on. Um, he's a super good connection to have. He promotes hunts all over the world. Um, and he's uh, sort of like Airbnb, but for hunts. And so you can pick what kind of hunts you want to do. It gives you the price, gives you the layout, gives you all the options to um, figure that out. We are on there as well. I just want to throw that out that I mentioned that. That can be super helpful as well.
0: Awesome. Well, dude, I am super excited. I hope I can do a hunt with you before we go, to Mexico. Hoping hope I can hunt with you over here a little bit too, a stateside. We were talking about that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, see so if we can pull that off. And- and uh, thanks for coming on, dude. People are going to love this. Uh, love you, yeah, these
1: gear. I'm super excited. Sounds right, good. Dude. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Right,
0: talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Tricer podcast. Do us a favor and like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook at TricerUSA. And go and check out all of our innovative gear at www.tricerusa.com. Until next time, shoot straight, have fun, and always put God first.